I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. So I've been looking forward to this conversation for a couple of weeks now to talk about the exciting things happening at Briarwood Volleyball. And so blessed to have with us Carly Klein, our head varsity girls volleyball coach. Carly, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. So you went to Briarwood, you know, graduated, played volleyball at Briarwood, and now you've been coaching in some capacity now for eight years. So give us some background about your playing days and, and kind of where we are, and I'm sure we'll talk much more about uh, this particular season because you guys are on quite a run right now. I'll tell people that I was born and raised born and raised at Briarwood, That's right. <laughs> um, which is technically not true, but I you know, started two-year-old Mother's Day out way back. And um, I actually have always played sports. Um, and I grew up playing basketball until I was finished sixth grade and I decided I didn't like running anymore. Um, which is funny because every sport involves running. But um, I have two cousins who played volleyball. And that's how I just knew about the sport. I didn't, I'd never played before. I don't really think that there were you know, like YMCA teams when mm. I was growing up. So I just tried out for the seventh grade team here when I started junior high. And um, Lynn Thompson was my first coach. How about that? Yeah. And um, ever since then, I just loved the sport. So I played six years of school ball and four years of club, club seasons. So you were just on the kind of the end of, you know, even probably even people really knowing Coach Barry Walker, mm-hmm. you know, but but it was soon enough, you know, through his tenure that 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 his legacy was still kind of an active part of Broward volleyball. So yes. don't want to put you on the spot because these are these are memories. But <laughs> what what would be your recollection? Because we can't ever talk about Broward volleyball without talking about Barry Walker. Well, I don't know that he was still teaching when I was here. Right. Um, but he was still you know around and people always talked about him and we had a tournament named after him. That's right. For a long time. Um, but I really just saw where the older girls that when even when I was in seventh grade, just how their athleticism had just been trained up for so long. Right. Um, and just seeing that and how it was carried on from his legacy. Yeah. So it's that balance of trying to keep those memories alive, uh, and mm-hmm. to, you know, recognize what a fantastic teacher and coach that he was. Um but uh, it's a different game now. So how, yes. how so you played. Uh, mm-hmm. How has the game changed now that you're coaching it uh, at a high level? Um, well, I don't think anyone prepared me for coaching. <laughs> <laughs> coaching is a lot harder yes. than playing. Um, and I think probably all coaches can say that. It's, you just don't really um, – you, like, you think, I've played, right. so I could coach. But there's so much more to think about than the players have to. Um, but there is, when I played, there was only two defenses. There was perimeter and um, rotational defense. Yeah. And we still use those, but now there are coaches who have tons and tons and tons of different defenses that they'll coach their girls and teach them and play. Um, last summer, we went to South Alabama for a team camp, and this one coach at South Alabama had 10 different defenses he would play. Um, which some of them were ones he just came up with, but a lot of them were ones that like coach, college coaches and other high school coaches have like created and just passed down. Um, I think the sport also is just so much bigger no nationally. Right. Um, 
It gets so much more recognition than it used to. Club sports are huge. Girls are playing club sports instead of school sports now, mm-hmm. um, meaning like during the school season, girls are playing club instead, which I kind of hate. And thankfully, none of our girls are doing that. But um, it's just very interesting to see how it's just gotten so big nationally and especially in Alabama. Because I think you go out to the west and to the north and it's really big. Yeah. Um, and it was, especially when I was growing up. But now it's gotten a lot bigger down in the south. Been around the pro- program now for eight years. Uh, you work <clears throat> under a lot of different coaches what 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 have you learned through that process of being an assistant coach and now kind of having to run run the entire program or what have you kind of gleaned and what what's kind of what's become your style or your philosophy of of play um i think each coach has brought a different aspect to each team um they've all had a different way of coaching, different mm-hmm. strategy for sure. Um, and but watching all three of them that I've been able to coach under um, has given me the ability to kind of figure out my own little way of doing things. Um, I'll have moments of being really hard on the girls, and then moments of just letting them have a practice where we just have fun because yeah. they need a break. Yeah. Um, also, just learning more about the game. I think when I came into it, I wasn't a studier of the game. I had just played and was like, I know the basics. Um, but really, like, know, learning how to watch film and what that can teach you about another team or about your team in terms of what you need to work on and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, and just on a personal note, I've always been so thankful for your attitude because you, you've had to step in at different times for interim roles through mm-hmm. processes. And... I, I always I told Coach Sarah Wilson your heart to just serve, you know, for Briarwood. You mm-hmm. love Briarwood. You love the girls, and uh, your role has been so instrumental uh, through this through the entire eight years that you've been with us. So I really appreciate even more the the work that you're doing now. Is is there a a, a college program or coach or team or someone that you say really someone you kind of admire or kind of glean from particularly uh, or is it just all the info that's out there now is kind of overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) probably the second yeah um i i would say the past couple of um college camps that we've gone to one of them being samford for example um i really got a lot of info and um just learned a lot from their head coach they have a great program, really yeah. trained up a lot of awesome girls. Um, even one of our players, Audrey O'Brien, is playing over there now. And um, he just has a program where he really like takes each girl's skill sets, but also not only just on the court, but also personally. Right. Um, how they work as, you know, how their brains work. I mean, working with teenage girls and girls in general, you've, you had three girls. like. Right. It can be a lot of emotions, a lot of ups, up days and down days. Um, and so he really likes to look at how they work personally, like their attitude and how they think, and intertwine that with the team and make yeah. that a priority. We have something on our team called um, What's Your Number? And so it's 
we don't do this all the time, but a lot of the time we'll look at the girls and say, hey, what's your number today? And it's between zero and three. And if they're three, that means they're having a great day. If it's a one, it's I'm having an okay day. And so it just gives us an understanding of how they're feeling, how they're doing today. So maybe we give them a little bit of lax in practice because it's just been a horrible day and they're not going to perform well. Or we can really push them hard to be better than they were the day before because they're three and they're excited and they're ready to go. Um, but also the team knows that of me too. So they'll go, Coach Line, what's your what's your number? <laughs> Many a time I've been like, I'm a 1.5 today. Yeah. But um, so just like a very – also transparency. Yeah. Like, I never want the girls to think – Oh, Coach Klein's scary, or she doesn't care about me as a person. Like, that's more important to me as them as a player. So really kind of working that in across the board. So I was listening to you give your answer. It's amazing. Your pronouns are like we, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to do this. We're going to do that in practice. Mm-hmm. And very few listeners of this podcast still quite grasp the fact that all of these teams are programs that are run by staffs. You know, it's just a mm-hmm. staff approach. Yes, there is a head coach. There's a person that's the names attached to the wins and losses and is the ultimate authority for the program 12 through 7. But mm-hmm. but you, you know, I watch your staff work. You know, I watch Lori Curley work in the junior high. Mm-hmm. And you've added uh, Jackie Paulson to the staff this year who's has a marketing back, back, background and she's brought some you know really new ideas for you guys as far as your social media mm-hmm. you know so talk a little bit about that because you keep saying we know uh and that's that's the team approach that we're talking about not just with the girls but with the staff of coaches mm-hmm. yes so um i have jackie paulson working with me as well as carrie lusk and yep. The three of us are over the varsity and the JV team. Carrie is mainly the JV coach, um, but we all work together. Um, we're always sitting on each other's benches um, whenever, if we're playing at the same time or whatever it may may be with tournaments or matches. Um, but they each bring a different skill set that I don't have, right? Um, which is so helpful. It's been a really big help to me this year, especially um, just coming into this role and knowing that I was a defensive player. Right, right. Carrie was a setter and Jackie was an offensive player. And so each one of us knows that skill set well. So in practices, we'll split up the girls and I'll take the defensive ones and she'll take setters, she'll take hitters. And they really take on their role with a lot of authority, which is perfect because if they didn't, then they wouldn't, you know, train up the girls well. And also, I don't know their position as well as they do. Um, so they're very they're very knowledgeable okay. about their um, their skill. So that's been amazing um, and extremely helpful. Jackie brings a marketing si- style yeah, to yeah. everything. So our social media, she jumped on that, yeah. wanting to do it, and I was so glad um, when we took on Twitter and things like that this year. Um, and then she also has a real eye for watching other teams. So when we went to our first tournament at the beginning of the season. We were, um, this was on a Saturday, we were still in pool play, and she started watching this team, um, Lawrence County, and we were playing them the next match. So she's watched them, watching their team, and she went ahead and drew out their entire rotation, said this hitter is gonna be best with this one, and we could match up our girls. And that's really the purpose for us watching film anyway, is so we could watch other teams and match up the right players with the players on the other team. 
And we went in there and we, she just knew. It was like she knew this girl is best on this side and that's their number one player and all that kind of stuff. And we went in and just, that was the best, that was the best game we'd played so far that season. And it almost kind of gave light to, okay, this, we have a lot of potential because Lawrence County is a great team. Mm -hmm. Um, But the girls went out there and they just had the confidence in, okay, I matched up with this girl. I know my player. So... I'm going to go and execute my job. And a big part of that was because of Jackie's scouting. Um, Carrie is, she is a firecracker and I love it because she just gets out there (laughs) and she challenges those girls and she loves them. And she's very invested. Both of them are extremely invested, which is really needed in school sports, especially here at Briarwood, because if you're not invested, then you're not going to give it a hundred percent. Um, and that's what these kids need. So she's been a huge asset in having play, having practice ideas and really trying to get all of her girls adjusted and on the court when they can, but also really training up our setters to be the best that they can be, um, especially my var- two varsity setters because the setter is the equivalent of the quarterback. So right. if the setter can't do her job well, then we won't have a good offense. And if we can't have a good offense, then – we can't hit the ball, and that's what they love to do the most. Yeah. So yeah, they've all the two of them have been huge assets, and Lori taking over the junior high has been really great. She's just taken it under her wing and is loving it. I talked to her the other day, and she was like, "I'm loving this. This is so fun." Yeah, I, I went and so. watched them practice for just just a little bit. She had the music going and had the girls going, and mm-hmm. you know, there, there's such a you know the scope of that is so interesting because you've got to slowly kind of get them to understand the grind mm-hmm. that all athletes have to embrace nowadays. But you got to keep it fun as well, you know, especially because some of these girls, you know, because of the, the volleyball culture itself, are playing year-round, you know, multiple clubs and tournaments and so forth, and it just is what mm-hmm. it is, and it's not going to change. But there's got to be the kind of that balance. And then, and, and then later on, we're going to talk about the ministry aspect of what we're trying to accomplish at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's so interesting. So, so here's the other thing that was impressive, and we're going to get to where this is kind of starting to pay off for you guys. So the buy-in of the team, uh, so early on, as you guys are kind of working on your rotations and whatever, it's so interesting to see the team dynamics come together, you know, because you've got expectations and a lot of people don't realize for every athletic team in the world nowadays, <laughs> there's so much outside noise that's constantly coming in. You know, I don't know if it's social media or mm-hmm. uh, just talk radio itself and the nature of, you know, everybody goes on fine bomb in the afternoons and they just totally, you know, overanalyze everything and they're not none of them are in team meetings or film room or whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so managing the outside noise that sometimes is not positive you know mm-hmm. but early on when you guys are figuring everything out it was so interesting to hear conversations I would have about how it's going and, and they were always saying things like yeah we're working on different matchups different rotations the coaches doing a lot of experimentation, but there was this kind of like, like an inner confidence that, but we're about to put something really neat together, and there would be little sparks, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then and it paid off. But but early on, is that frustrating knowing that you're so close to pulling together something that could really be special, but you you have these fragile moments early on where the team can kind of say thumbs up or thumbs down, and mm-hmm. then. 
no matter what how good you are it's just not going to go well so any thoughts about that is it sleepless nights or (laughs) (laughs) how do you handle that no you know i don't i don't know how i'm sleeping these days it just depends (laughs) yeah um but yes you're very right and um those observing and also the girls playing like we have gone through a lot of different rotations i've put different girls in different spots over the past i guess it's a month now since we started playing um that I, at the beginning of the season, just told all all of them. And I only have 10 on my team, um, on the varsity team. We have 13 on the JV team. But the varsity level, that is, you know, that's your, you're going towards state. That's our, we're looking towards a goal. Right, right. Um, to accomplish. And so you really got to find your sweet spot. That's right. Um, so you don't know that right at the beginning. And you have 10 different girls. Five of them have played with each other, my five seniors. And then two of them have played together last year, and the other two played together last year, but on separate teams. So they all know each other well, but it's like trying to gel high school girls to work together can be hard sometimes. Right. Um, any high school kid, boys any, and girls. Yes. I'm telling you that. Girls. Yeah. yeah. Girls, though, sometimes I think, you know, it's like the emotions and feelings and things like that can be a little hard to get over. But thankfully, the Lord has been very, very kind to me, I feel just jumping into this role this year um, and having a team of girls that are just, they've just bought in. They yeah. they don't care about, I mean, they care about a, like feelings and stuff like that, but they all get along. They all bought into, we're a team. We want to accomplish. We want to win. Um, we want to go further than we did last year. So that's been a huge aspect of the 10 of them. And Usually you look at all these teams and you think, okay, they're playing only six girls the whole time, and you have tons of girls sitting on the bench. Well, I've been very fortunate that I get to play all of my players. Yeah. Now, there are times when I'll you know, sub them out and they're not performing at the moment or things like that, but they all get to play because they all contribute in some way. And I think that's another aspect that's really gelled them together because they all realize I have a purpose on this team. I have a job to do at some point but helena was where i really figured out okay these players go best with these um and really what it is determined by that is your setter so your setter sometimes is going to set certain girls better than other ones right um we have different sets along the net you could set a three or a one or a two or a 42 or like things like that and in ter- if you don't know volleyball, like that's like I don't know what that means, but it's really hard. Like setters, they work really hard, but different girls need different sets for different spots. Right. So I finally found like the sweet spot. So when I finally figured that out, I was like, oh wait, I think we, I think we found a momentum. Like Helena, they just played lights out. Like Mia was setting Julie perfect sets, and Colleen was setting Anna Reed perfect sets because they're my outside hitters. And they are going to be your more like powerhouse hitters out there that are going to be your biggest offensive players. And so when I found that and then all the girls just bought into it, it's like the momentum just shifted, which is a big thing that I tell them all the time, too, is I'm like, momentum is big. Like you cannot lose your momentum. Well, and so I don't know of any sport. All sports have momentum, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's that time that just feels like everything's falling apart and, you know, how do you stop the bleeding at that point and mm-hmm. pull everything together? And, and you need great players and great leaders, you know, uh, to do that. But volleyball especially, last night you guys were down early, and I heard you saying, like, hey, where's our where's our 
where's our energy? Where's our, our mm-hmm. pacing? You know, and then they got it going, and y'all end up winning, you know, three, three, all three games. But mm-hmm. so, in particular, with volleyball, what can you do as a coach when that momentum's going away, and how how can you help train young athletes to kind of reverse that? I can't play for them, and I tell them that a lot too. Whenever I call timeout. I'll get them, I'll let them get to about five points of a difference between the other team. And then I'll call a timeout and I'll say, what's going on? And they know to tell me, like, we're flat. We don't have the momentum, whatever. They will speak. I think sometimes players will just stand there like, I don't know, you tell me. But these girls are vocal. Like, they <laughs> well, will tell Well, that's a me. huge advantage, right? Because that's not normal, right? Yes, right. Um, and so very thankful for that. They'll be like, yeah, we're flat. We're not talking. I'm like, okay, we'll go change it. And typically in instances where we're down and if we keep staying down, I tend to like to just let them ride it out because I'm like, you know what? You got to learn now to keep to build yourself up. You have to fix the problem on the court together as a team. So um, it just kind of depends on the situation. I think in those moments, I remind them of three things. Um, I'm very as of late into like sports documentaries Mm -hmm. so um one of them i watched recently a player said the three things that he can control is his effort his focus and his attitude and so at the beginning of every game i remind them of that i'm like these are three things you have to focus on your job have a great attitude and give 100 percent effort and they really buy into that like okay i have a job to do i'm gonna go out there and do it sometimes days are days and you lose momentum and you can't get it back up. Um, but I think as of late, since we've really gotten on a run with good wins, um, I mean, I don't know if people can say good losses, but we've had some really good against Pelham last week. We, we lost, but it was a great, great game, a great matchup that we're looking forward to taking them on again on Tuesday. Um, but the girls just buy into this, okay, it's up to me. Yeah. to get out there and change the momentum. Yeah. So. Well, I, I was so impressed last night. You know, the, uh, you're down early at Gardendale, and then you rally. Um, they rallied. So you rallied. They rallied. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they started, you know, on a little roll. And then um, you guys had a chance to, uh, you know, get that final uh, kill shot for the win. You set up Stella Helms, who's so athletic and so fun to watch, you know. And uh, she – just, I mean, just murdered the ball, and it was just a little bit deep, right? Mm-hmm. Just out. Mm-hmm. But their response to that, your response to that, was so cool because it's kind of like she kind of laughed it off a little bit, you know, and they kind of <laughs> high fived each other, and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, rallied and, and, and won the game and put it away a couple of points later. Mm-hmm. But that, that to me, that that team had a really good feel about that, you know. That was like we got down early. Called timeout. They kind of all said, "Hey, we have no energy. We're flat." They started rallying and put it away. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It, it, is that just me, or am I seeing that correctly? That they really have this pretty, pretty good. Like I'm free. They're free to fail, so that makes them actually more free to make. Does that make sense at all? Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, we tell them all the time, me and the other two coaches, next ball mentality. Yeah. yeah. You cannot let one ball get you down and move on. We all are going to fail. We're all going to make mistakes. Every single one of us 
and I remember this as being a player, we're all going to serve the ball into the net or serve it out um, or hit the ball out or not get a dig. And so I just tell them all the time, I'm like, you're allowed to fail. You're allowed to make mistakes. It's just your attitude after that. It's what you choose to do next to move on. So that's another thing that they've really bought into that we tell them is next ball mentality. That's when it's going to keep you going. So that's really been a help to the momentum moving forward. So think about that now, the momentum. So these wins that you've stacked now on top of each other, mm-hmm. and that's so hard to do because it's kind of like sometimes you ride the emotions and it's hard to follow up maximum effort with another maximum effort. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking down this list. So you guys just in this last you know, couple of weeks, you have a win versus Vestavia, win versus Helena, win versus Hoover, win versus Ramsey, now win versus Gardendale. I mean, that's a great run. I mean, mm-hmm. those are great names. Uh, and yet I still feel like that they, you know, the true momentum hasn't hit yet. You know, we're, we're hoping to rally a good crowd on Tuesday and getting in region play. And mm-hmm. uh, But uh, this, this team is really coming together at the right time, don't you think? Oh, I absolutely think so. Um, one of my little worries at the beginning of the season was that they'd peak too early. Mm-hmm. And so when we would have losses at the beginning, I would tell them like, we're not, we're, we're on an upward trajectory. Right. We're trying to go up. We're not trying to flatten out at any point, you know, so losses, you know, they're not great, but they're learning experiences right. to That's keep right. us going. So these last couple of weeks, um, Vestavia was a big turning point for us because Vestavia is a great team. They've beat good opponents. Um, that we've lost to. And so when we took them to five sets and one here in the gym, I think the girls just had this like mindset change of, okay, we really have the ability and the skill and the momentum to go and beat these big teams, Um, which then pushed them into the next week where we played Pelham and they just played lights out the whole time. Um, And we took a set off of them, which was great and is getting us prepared for Tuesday when we play them again because they're in our area. Um, and then when we went into playing Helena at Helena, which last year's was really intimidating for us when we played them at their gym. So going into it this year, the girls were just like, we're this is our game. We're taking it. We're showing yeah. people the kind of team that we are. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of chatter at the beginning of the season, <laughs> right, right. which there always is. Yeah. Um, you know, new coach, been here for a while, but – you know, are they the same team? We're just not really sure what Broward's going to look like this year. Um, I even heard it to my face from coaches, like, you'll probably beat this one team, but maybe not the other two. Yeah. And so I think the girls really getting out there and believing that they can win any match that they are that they go into, any team. Yeah. Um, I think as we get closer, in, closer to area tournament um, in the middle of October – it's really taking each match that we play against all of our opponents, which are Pelham, Helena, and John Carroll, and um, taking our mistakes and learning from them and taking the, all of our positive things and continuing to excel at those. Right. Um, so constant improvement. We're never perfect at ever anything. Um, but also really studying those teams as well. Um, there are a lot of things that I learned about Helena and Pelham that will benefit us when they come and play us here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I think, too, just keeping the energy up with the girls, keeping right. their, um, keeping them healthy. Right. I think this year 
Coach Hicks, Anna Hicks has done a great job at helping them not be fatigued. I think last year they were exhausted. I actually asked them that. I was like, do y'all feel less tired this year than you did last year? And they're like, oh yeah, we're not as tired as we were by any means. And I think that's a big testament to her and what her knowledge in the weight room, yeah, what she's doing with them. Um, but also just keep encouraging them and yeah. telling them they can achieve anything that they put their mind to, which so far they're really buying into that and they're really doing it. So. So I wanted to close with, um, you know, just your Carly Klein. The Klein name is almost like a brand name for Briarwood <laughs> in terms of the legacy there, both the church and the school. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you glean from that in the positive way? Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Because it, it, it goes back. I mean, uh, I mean, your family has been such a blessing uh, to the ministry of the church and school here. So how, how, how do you have to kind of carry that mantle as well? I born and raised at Briarwood, essentially, so yeah. Briarwood Church as well. Um, I have two older siblings and a younger brother, so there's four of us. Um, and my dad, he, um, his parents went to Briarwood. Right. They didn't. They, you know, came to Briarwood after they became believers. Right. So my dad became a believer when he was in his early twenties, um, and his parents, I think, around the same time as well, um, when he was in his early twenties. So later in their life. Um, and they just, it was, you know, one of those stories of they became believers and just were on fire for the Lord. Right. Um, and they loved Briarwood. They loved Pastor Barker and Pastor Reader and just really wanted to just use every opportunity that they could to share the gospel. Um, my grandfather would meet, never met a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> and he meet you one time and he's going to tell ask you if you know Jesus. He would. Um, which <laughs> he would was, ask me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Wade Klein. Yeah. And um, I have so many people. He was an OBGYN and I have, you cannot even tell you how many people look at me and go, oh, your grandfather was my doctor or mm-hmm. he delivered me, yeah, you know, yeah. things like that, um, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So but my um, my parents have carried on that legacy as well. Yeah. Um, my mom's parents also went to Briarwood. My grandfather still goes there as well. The Head family, Gene and Barbara Head. So they both um, just really loved the Lord and taught us how to live out our lives honoring to the Lord as well. Um, really, just mirroring for all four of us kids that ultimately our job on this earth is to glorify the Lord. Um, you know, we want to magnify his kingdom with our lives. Now, we don't do that perfectly by any means. And I think that's why I really love to coach with grace to these girls, because I understand that you're going to make mistakes. You're never going to do anything perfectly. Um, That doesn't mean that there's not discipline and there's not hardship, but that you still are loved by God and you're loved by me and your coaches. Um, And I really want all of these girls to leave with the mindset of like, I was, I'm a better person than when I showed up. Right. Um, I know the game and I love the game and I excelled at it, but majority of these girls aren't going to go play in college. And so when they leave Briarwood, it's, I'm a better believer or I'm just a better person and I love the Lord and I love people well. Yes. So, but my parents mirrored that to me a lot my entire life they still do this to this day i call my dad on the phone and he gives me advice on <laughs> you know this is biblically what you should do to deal with this situation and 
I just have always appreciated that, always loved that. So I've tried to carry that on into my own life. Thank just by the grace of God, honestly. Like it's not necessarily them; it's just the Holy Spirit within me. So, yeah. Well, I'm so thankful to have this time. And again, your spirit, your perseverance, uh, your your mindset. Uh, I just continually pray that you know as, as the team continues to grow, as you establish uh, leadership roles uh, with the players, uh, that they, you know, all of this ends up kind of giving them the winning edges to, mm-hmm. to continue to move on. Uh, uh, as, as I see happening with all of athletics this year, it's been so far really neat here in terms of our kids pulling together. It's a good spirit in the school. And then, you know, particularly, uh, you know, I'm hoping that that will rally uh, some fun support uh, for homecoming week next week, Tuesday night, big area match, yeah. you know, against Pelham at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that should be a lot of fun. And yeah. then again, the thing I've been most impressed with your team is their unity, uh, their energy. You have some terrific players, uh, some very, very good players, mm-hmm. uh, but just continue to see them just, you know, compete through the highs and lows and momentum swings of volleyball. So thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. At Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive, athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.